to share with you one other incredible idea that I saw the past two weeks. Um, last week's Parsha was called Ki Seitse, when you go out. And this week's Parsha is called Ki Savo, when you come in. And there's a very interesting connection between these two Parshas that comes out from two different explanations that is found in the writings of the Orachayim HaKadosh, Rav Chaim Ben Atar, great Moroccan Kabbalist, says as follows. Kitsetse, last week's Parsha says, when you go out to war against your enemies, and in the battlefield you see a beautiful woman, and the soldier desires this woman to take her for a wife. So in the heat of passion, as we explained, um, last week, there might be a desire that's aroused as the animal is unleashed. In battle, the physical desires might come out and be aroused, and a person might desire to take one of these women uh, as a captive. And as we know, in war, there's often a lot of horrible um, crimes that go on. In addition to the fighting of soldiers, there's also raping and pillaging and all sorts of horrible things that go on. And that's part of this idea of the animal that comes out in the heat of passion of battle. So the Torah says you can't do that. Instead, you can take this woman into your home and shave her head and um, have her grow out her nails or cut her nails, two different opinions, and remove from her the clothing of her captivity. It said that women used to dress up in nice clothing or seductive clothing in times of war so that they would be, I guess, be taken to ca into captivity as opposed to be killed. And she should sit and cry in your house for an entire month for her parents. And at the end of that month, so the idea of it is to is to push off the desire at the end of that month if there's still a desire then he is permitted to marry her and if not she goes free can't make her into a slave she goes free and uh so so that's the simple explanation of what's going on here but the orachim akadosh points out that there's a much deeper spiritual uh explanation so he says as follows when you go out to battle against your enemies he says it's talking about the story of the soul coming into this world. The soul, he says, is a, described as a beautiful woman. The soul is completely pure and perfect and beautiful. The soul comes into this world. This world, the soul is at war against its enemies. It's being pulled down into the physicality and being distracted by the throngs of what's called the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, and uh, it's being sullied, it's being dirtied in this world. The soul is your true identity, your spiritual, your spirituality, your essence, and it gets covered up, gets covered up by externality and by negativity through the negative impulses and drives of this world. So what? do you do if you notice that soul you have a glimpse of soul at a moment in your life when you catch sight of this soul 
you should you should grab onto it and and bring it into your house he says what does that mean bring the soul into your body connect that soul into your actions into your everyday life and you should shave off its hair and cut its fingernails he says remove the external things that it, the soul has been connected to cut away the externality take off its clothes its di its dirty garments and reveal the shining beauty of that soul and afterwards afterwards and the soul should cry you should cry for that disconnection for the mother and father and the mother and father he says is for god and for the shekhinah the divine presence above and below and should cry for an entire month and what is that month he says that month of crying is the month of elul which is the hebrew month that we're in right now which is the month of preparation for the high holidays rosh hashanah and yom kippur which is coming up tonight in fact is the beginning of a period called slichos for ashkenazi jews sephardi jews say slichos starting from the beginning of the month of elul which started three weeks ago every morning they wake up early or in the afternoon or evening and they say special prayers uh, additional prayers of supplication and attempt and work self-improvement and uh and you know trying to repent to do tshuva uh, ashkenazi jews start tonight and they do it for the next week until rosh hashanah so um jewish communities are going to be waking up tonight at midnight jewish midnight which is actually 1 a.m and to be saying uh, start saying these prayers at one in the morning tonight so ashkenazi communities so he says they are it's that month of el which is the time to connect to the soul and bring the soul back into your life into your actions and then you should marry her bring her home and marry her and she will be for you a wife and that's the idea of the connection the unbreakable connection to the soul between the soul and the body so last week's parsha says the Orachim is about the soul's descent into this world, the battle that takes place with the forces of evil and the drive to do evil, and then the return of that soul to its pristine state and connection, marriage between the soul and the body. Next week, this week's parsha, he is called Kisava, and it begins as follows: Kisava and it will be when you come to the land, to the land of Israel that God gave you as an inheritance. And you should take from the fruit of the ground and bring it in a basket to the temple and give it to the priest, to the Kohen. And, and you should go through a, a recountance of, um, of the journey of the Jewish people. It's very interesting, this week's Parsha. So there's a mitzvah called Bikurim which is the bringing of first fruits of seven. There are seven species of fruit, which the land of Israel is praised for. Wheat, barley, um, grapes, um, olives, dates, figs, pomegranates. I think that was it. Yeah. So um, the first of those fruit, when a farmer notices that one of those fruits has blossomed, has bloomed, uh, he should tie a string around it and then bring that fruit down in a very, very massive ceremony, parading through the streets of Jerusalem and the villages and towns on the way, 
to Jerusalem, and then they come to the, the, the temple with these fruits. All the farmers come together at the same time, the time of, uh, I believe, the time of basically from the summer time. And the, they, they give the fruit to the Kohen, to the priest in the temple, and they say this, this whole passage, which is actually the basis for the Haggadah, the Passover Haggadah that we say, um, which describes the whole journey of the history of the Jewish people. And they say that God took us down to Egypt and our ancestors suffered and struggled and we finally came out of Egypt and then we went through the desert and finally we arrived in this land just so that we can bring our first fruit to the temple. And not only that, but the, the Talmud says that the whole purpose of creation is that we should bring our first fruits to the temple. So why is this so significant? There are different explanations. Um, most common explanation is the one we discussed previously is to engender gratitude and appreciation for the work that we've done that we might think was our success, which really we have to recognize it's a gift, a divine gift. But the Orachim again explains this in spiritual terms, a deeper explanation. He says, when you come to the land, said, what land is this referring to? He says, this is the, the spiritual dimension, the next world. When the soul leaves the body and goes back up to where it came from, and you bring your fruit, your first fruit, the fruit of your labors, and you put it in a basket. He says, what is the fruit? What is the basket? He says, the fruit of your labor is the mitzvahs that you do. Mitzvahs, good deeds is is called the the fruit or the or the children of a person is the good deeds that they do in this world and the basket he says the numerical value of basket is 60 which refers to the 60 tractates of the talmud so you go up to the next world bringing with you your torah study the torah that you've learned and the good deeds that you've done that's all we have to take with us from this world. There's a famous story of a, of a very rich man who, when he passed away, he wrote in his will that he is to be buried with his socks on. And everyone was very confused because in Jewish law, a person is buried without any clothes. They're wrapped in a special shroud, but without any clothes on. And his children went to the rabbi and the rabbi said, no, you can't do it. Unfortunately, although there's a huge... Uh, mitzvah to listen to your parents especially to their last wishes you can't do this because it goes against Jewish law you can't bury him with his socks on so they went ahead and buried him without his socks on and the day of the funeral his lawyer showed up with a letter from their father they opened up the letter at the funeral and the letter said you see I can't even take my socks with me to the next world all the money that we amass in our lifetime all the pleasures of this world, it's all for naught because we cannot take it with us. What can we take with us? Our good deeds, our spirituality, our self-improvement, our Torah learning. That's what lasts, our wisdom. That's what lasts. That's intrinsic to our soul, and therefore it goes with us into the next world. So together, these two Parshas tell us the story of the journey of the soul 
from a world of spiritual beauty and perfection coming into this world, a world of war, a world of dirt and grime and temptation. We have to fight those temptations. We have to rescue the soul from captivity, bring it back into our body, connect to the soul, return to the soul. And then when we go back to the next world, we'll bring with us all the accomplishments that the body and soul combo did in this world. And that's the idea in this time. We prepare, prepare for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as a process called shuva, which is often translated as repentance, but the real Hebrew word means to return. And when I ask you know, a religious crowd, what does it mean to return, who are we returning to? So the response is often return to, to God. But I believe there's a deeper explanation, and that means to return to yourself. Return to who you really are. The soul is your essence. The soul is your true identity. So we should all be blessed to utilize this time, the next few weeks we have remaining, leading up to Rosh Hashanah and then to Yom Kippur, to connect to who we really are, to try to improve ourselves by doing small changes, perhaps just one small thing, to become a little more connected to who we really are and to live a little more soulfully in our life. Wishing you all a Shana Tova, a beautiful year. If you enjoy this podcast, we are open for sponsorships, and I would love to hear your feedback. Please reach out at gavrielhoran at gmail.com. And uh, we also are open for sponsorships for these classes. And uh, you could do so in the merit of a loved one or uh, for a blessing for a good year. Thank you so much for listening.